Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Coach Steve, as always. And on today's episode, guys, we are talking week seven starts and sits. Uh, it is the season is going by really quick, and uh, we're going to give you guys some sleepers and some busts and try to help you out with those fringe players that kind of you're unsure if you should play them or not. So, of course, uh, I was going to introduce my co-host, Coach Jibs, but he stepped away for a second here. So uh, I'll run through the news real quick. So, again, it, this is a weird time of day. You know, it really sucks, you know, having a podcast on a Thursday because the injuries really don't hit us until Friday afternoon. It's like the glory Friday in terms of injuries. But, yeah. oh, it looks like Coach Jibs is back. So let me introduce Coach Jibs before we get into the actual news. So, Coach Jibs, what's going on, man? What it do, what it do. Happy Thursday, guys. Uh, sorry I can't give you guys a... Night to look forward to with this Thursday night game. I think it's going to be a pretty much a one of those beater Thursday night games. But I'm doing good, man. I'm just kind of a little sad that we're almost like halfway through the fantasy uh, regular season. But hey, time oh yeah, on. oh yeah, we are. Week 14 would be the last week, so yeah. No, this is halfway point of the regular season. You have seven more weeks to to do something. So hopefully, you guys are moving along and hopefully trying to make that playoff run. It starts soon, so. We're going to talk into some news here now, guys. So we'll start with the news. Again, there's not much to talk about. Like I said, all the injuries really happened on Friday, which kind of sucks because I'd love to talk about them today. But, of course, some rumors are out there. You know, Marlon Mack is still in interest of many teams. The Colts, not the Colts, he's on the Colts. The 49ers, the Chiefs, the Saints. So if Marlon Mack's out there and you're looking for some RB help, you might want to throw him on your on your bench now because we don't know what's going to happen. The trade deadline is November 2nd, so something could happen in the next few weeks here or next week and a half or so so keep that on your mind obviously the big news yesterday was the huge once again for some reason Tua Watson trading Miami acquiring Deshaun Watson then it's now being false rumors and then Tua maybe going to Washington then Denver it was uh, heartbreaking uh, emotionally for Dolphins fan but again those things aren't happening at this moment but it's just something to keep your eye on so if you've been holding Deshaun Watson I think you have until November 2nd to hold on to him. I think you should hold on to him until November 2nd. And then after that, just cut him because I don't think this, the Houston Texans are playing him this season unless there's a really major injury. So keep that in mind. Let's see what else. Baker Mayfield's out tonight. We all know that already. Case Keenum is starting. So uh, Case Keenum, we get to see him get play again once again. It should be interesting. Uh, he's definitely an interesting option in Superflex leagues. And then... Big news that just broke a couple little bit ago, Damian Williams. Uh, he still has yet to clear the COVID protocol. He is an unvaccinated player currently, and he needs to wait at least 10 days before coming back, or needs at least text negative two times, if I'm not mistaken, in those 10 days. So there's a chance he misses another game uh, because he might not be able to get cleared in time. So we might mention a little Khalil Herbert later on tonight. So stay tuned for that. So. All right, Jibs. I talked a lot now. Now it's your turn, my friend. Let's get into the sleepers of the week here. Who's your quarterback sleeper this week? I'm going with Derek Carr. 
And um, he'll be facing my Eagles this week. And if you're missing a starter this week, I would lean on him because he still has been playing exceptionally well. It's not like he's uh, gone too far off of, like his hot streak in the start of the year. But the Eagles have allowed uh, just under like eight, barely 18 points of fancy quarterbacks this year, which is like in the realm of possibilities. But just knowing my team, I know this is going to be slightly high in scoring game. So I expect points to come off the board. Uh, hopefully the Raiders are going to stay energized after getting that dub after they uh, lost Sean Gruden. But um, I think besides like quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, who played them week one, getting new out offensive, like, coordinated and then Sam Darnold just throwing up on themselves quarterbacks had a pretty good run against the Eagles and I think Derek Carr's with well within that possibility and without some stud quarterbacks this week I think he should be highly regarded as a starter this week I'm talking top 10 yeah no I, I mean Derek Carr this year has been playing like a like a top tier quarterback this year and it seems like top tier quarterbacks have been able to be successful against the Eagles. So, yeah, I like this pick here a lot. This sh- he should be a pretty solid start this week and definitely got that top 10 potential for sure. All right. So over to mine, guys, I-, I went super deep on my sleeper this week because it just seemed like all the top hitters this week have good matchups and all the shitty teams have, like, bad matchups. So it's not like there's a there's a like an easy, like, oh, this guy's a sleeper and the bottom one you could scoop up and auto start. So what I did was I went with Zach Wilson. And again, it's a risky play because it's Zach Wilson. We've seen Zach Wilson play the New England Patriots once this season, and it was not easy to look at. But they're fresh off a bye. You know, that's always got to be a good thing. You know, they got to give the, um, you know, the rookie some more work, some more time to understand what he's good at and try to focus on doing that during a bye week. And the New England Patriots, they haven't been as good defensively. I mean, they let Davis Mills three touchdown game. They let Dak Prescott three touchdown game, 300 yard game. Both of these guys over the last two weeks now. So this defense isn't really that great as we, you know, we've talked about them early on in the season here now. And there's an opportunity for Zach Wilson to possibly do something in this game here. Again, we haven't seen him do it that great yet. Only two games over 10 fantasy points, but it might be a risk worth taking, especially if you think you're going to lose this game anyway, you might as well throw a dark throw on Zach Wilson. I love Zach Wilson way too much. I've been mentioning him too much this year. <laughs> You're on mute, Chips. <laughs> I know you were hyped. I could see it in your face. I was. I'm starting him this week, and like I'm riding and dying with him. Like I know, obviously, he has like ways to go as a passer, but there's been shines, some spots for him, and I can see him getting it done on Sunday. So I don't mind him. I'm not going off his projection though that's for damn sure (laughs) (laughs) not at all he's like 18 i was like get out of here he's not scoring 18 fantasy but he might who knows that's why he's a sleeper all right so over to the quarterback bust jibs who you got as a guy that you're not looking forward to maybe playing this week um i think i don't know if i had him as a sleeper last week but uh i did actually it's carson wentz he's my bust this week and quite frankly i just don't like this matchup against the 49ers this week statistically the 49ers do give up the 11th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, but I think that to the week one performance where they sat the their defensive starters and the lines just went ballistic on them and they haven't seen such uh, offensive potency since. But then um, 
since then, the only quarterbacks have been averaging 209 passing yards per game. So that's just basically low number. So you just think about the math right there. That's eight points. And I don't think Carson Wentz is very like highly regarded as a going to get like two touchdowns or maybe if he gets two touchdowns, that's 16 points. But that's not really going to be getting it done. Maybe this week because there's such crappy quarterbacks going up. But I think the matchups for other streamers are more delightful. And um, basically – a lot of quarterbacks who um, did really well against the San Francisco 49ers did it through their uh, rushing ability. And I don't see Carson Wentz rushing, so I just don't like it. It's a peripherals. So that's why Carson Wentz is a bust in me, in my opinion, this week. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz is kind of just one of those average quarterbacks right now in, in fantasy that, like, it's like you, you have to play him. It's like, ugh. But he put, sometimes puts up some decent numbers he has over the last couple of weeks. You know, you just lost Paris Campbell, which hurts. T.Y. might not be playing. So he's in he's possibility seeing him down two players already, which definitely doesn't bode well for, uh, you know, a 49ers defense that's fresh off a of bye week right now. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely not the best situation for Carson this week. Uh, for my pick, though, for this one, I went with a guy who people might be starting because they like the matchup and because they might need to because their quarterback is out this week. But it's Justin Fields. And, you know, Fields really hasn't played well. We all know that his best game was his past week here. And that's his, I think he put up like 17 fantasy points or it was 14, something like that, uh, right off the bat. And, you know, they play the Bucks this week and people are like, oh, it's the Bucks, And they allow the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've allowed 250 yards or more in each game and at least two touchdowns a game minus the game against Philly. You know, it sounds like a matchup where Fields might have an opportunity to really have a breakout game finally. And, I'm saying no. I'm not on the fields train this year yet. I don't believe that this match, just because the matchup looks good on paper, means he's going to do well. I mean, you can clearly see when he's under pressure on in the in, in this on the field, he just doesn't throw well, and he's just not having any protection right now. That that Bucks front seven is is as dominant as can be, and I really don't want any part of Fields this week here. I mean, it sounds like a good matchup, but I think it could end up being a bust, and you could end up, you know losing your fantasy week because I think Fields it doesn't really produce the numbers that maybe other quarterbacks have because we haven't seen him do it yet. So I'm just not on board with Fields this week. So, all right, Jib. So I didn't have this open beforehand, but give me one second here. Let me see if I can pull this up here. Uh, quarterbacks this week. Uh, besides what we talked about, um, are you starting Daniel Jones or Tyler Heineke this week? Um, can I get the matchups? Uh, Daniel Jones plays Carolina and Tyler Heineke plays Green Bay. I think I go Heineke over Jones because <laughs> Jones is missing some weapons. And even though Green Bay is uh, kind of picked it up defensively, I still think the Washington football team are going to have to throw and catch up in that game. So I'm going to go that way in that direction. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean that direction, too. Both these guys have been pretty good in the first half of the season, and then over the last two weeks now have kind of fizzled out. So, yeah, I'm probably going to go Heineke, too, just slightly, though. It's a close one, but honestly, if you can avoid either one of these guys, I, I definitely would this week for sure. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. I mean, there's, there's not many quarterbacks. Basically, the top half has good matchups, and the bottom half has bad matchups, and there's really – there's really no other option. There's six QBs out this week. So we're going to move on to the running backs now because that's more interesting, at least. Jibs, who's your RB sleeper this week? Ooh, I had this backwards. Okay. Um, 
Sony Michelle is my RB sleeper this week. And um, even though he's spelling the great Daryl Henderson, I think he'll have some good usage versus the uh, Detroit Lions this week. I think this revenge game, Matt Stafford versus Jared Goff homecoming tour is going to be completely one-sided favoring the Rams. I think they're going to absolutely maul the Lions. No pun intended. But um, I think uh, if I'm not expected, the Lions give up the most rushing points in fantasy to running back. So they allowed a running back to score in three straight games. They allowed multiple running backs on the same team to score at two out of the last three games. And with the Rams focusing to kill the clock, probably the majority of this game, I expect Michelle to get work and possibly score. So that's why he's my sleeper this week. All right. I mean, that, that was my sleeper to be honest too. So <laughs> I completely agree with you, everything you just said here right now. So I, I like the matchup. You know, people are struggling with running backs right now. He's definitely somebody I'd be willing to take a shot on for sure. All right. So I'm going to pivot to my backup sleeper option, I guess, now that I just thought of in my top of my head here. And it's Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, they're playing the New York Jets this week here. And we saw Stevenson actually get some work last week, uh, 5 for 24 on the ground and 3 for 39 in the air. And then probably I think we mentioned already most of this in the waiver wire pickups that he had the receiving work here. And if he can kind of keep that and, and be that one, two down, you know, punch with Damien Harris, we saw in week two that James White and Damien Harris will be both able to be fantasy successful because the Jets, you know, they're bottom five in terms of run defense right now. And they've been just run all over the place this entire season here, especially with the touchdown. So I think if you're looking to take a shot this week on an RB situation, because your RB situation might be weak, I think Stevenson is worth the shot. Again, it's risky because we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he doesn't see this work that we saw last week in him, but I think his talent and the way this matchup kind of just works for new England to just run, run, run. Um, it's worth taking a shot in Stevenson right now. All right, Jibs. So over to the RB bus now. Who do you got, that, you know, who's, you know, considering not playing or maybe just lowering your expectations on? I feel like we have the same person, so I'm going to let you have it first, sir. Ah, okay. So, all right. Thank you. Appreciate that. So uh, my RB bus is Antonio Gibson. Oh, we I, don't have the same person. Oh, we don't Go have all right, so I'm just, I'll just finish it off here. So my minus Antonio Gibson this week, guys. I know that he's been practicing a little bit here and there, you know, which I think he got. I think he was not practicing yesterday and he got back on the field today, which is obviously a positive sign. And, you know, he's looked good. You know, he's had, you know, plenty of carries this season that he's almost had double-digit carries in every single game this season. He had 14 fantasy points or more prior to week six, which is good. But, again, the injury is just a situation you have to monitor. It seems like if the – football team is behind in games that they kind of lean on J.D. McKissick too much. And it kind of makes Gibson kind of limited on what you're able to do with him. Again, you're going to start him still because obviously starting running backs are hard to come by, but I think you might want to lower your expectations once again. You know, you're looking at somewhere in between where he went four points last week and 16 points the week before. You're looking somewhere in the middle. I'm expecting somewhere between eight and nine fantasy points this week around because he just doesn't see the receiving value that you love. Green Bay might be a little bit more, uh, you know, easy to run on than uh, most. But again, this team's going to be behind Washington so bad is that Green Bay's just going to throw all over them, and they're not going to be able to use Antonio Gibson the way they want to. They're going to have to get JD McKissick in there, and to me, you just might want to lower your expectation and don't expect a a big week from a guy like Gibson this week. I'm mad. I didn't even think about him. That's so funny. <laughs> right, so I'm interested. Who you got there as your RB bust? Uh, it might be 
it's a contrary opinion, but I'm lowering my expectations for Khalil Herbert this week. Going yeah. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just like kind of like your similar like statement with Justin Fields. I just don't feel it like the matchup's going to be difficult. And for what I'm seeing from Cleo Herbert, he's just a pure running back. He doesn't have no like they could use him in the passing game. I know with Damian Williams out, but he hasn't shown the I guess the pedigree to say the instance. So like I know I have two straight games with this guy getting 18 and 19 carries. So he's going to get work running the ball, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't allow work running the ball. Like their average for the year is 13 carries for 42 yards. So, okay, he'll get 20 carries for 60 yards. It's going to be a tough sledding for him, but to the contrary opinion, like if he does get work in the receiving game, the Bucs are pretty uh, susceptible there. They allow seven catches for 52 yards. And if you look at their slate this year, the only running backs that did well to uh, against them were Cordell Patterson, who catches the ball, right? And Miles M- Gaskin somehow, he just had a straight game receiving the ball, 10 catches, and he had 26 points, and Cordell Patterson had 21. Anyone other than that in half PPR score and scored less than nine and a half points. So it's tough sled. I don't, I don't really – skeptical. It's week seven. I may have to start him, but – He's a mere flex option at best. Yeah, he's almost like Damian Harris, basically. A guy who's going to see 15 to 20 carries and get you 60 tough yards, basically. I'd rather have like, – oh, not Harris. Uh, I, I wish Williams. I'd rather have Harris, of course. But, like, in a re- like Harris is in a general fantasy sense. Like, mm-hmm. Herbert is basically just like Damian Harris, in my opinion, personally. Yes, light. He's a light version of it, yeah. So it would be nice if Damian – I mean, if Damian Williams plays, it just, just completely destroys Herbert's value for sure. But him alone, I think, again, it's still not a great situation he's put into this week. So I like that bus. I think people are expecting because he's done so well the last two weeks that it could happen a third week. So I like that one there, Jibs. Way to temper people's expectations this week. You got to pause the brakes, but it's hard when your most fantasy lineups are like barely cracking like 100 this week yeah uh yeah it's gonna be a sad week here because the running back situation i mean like elijah mitchell and chase evans are rb 14 and 15 this week and james connor rb 16 like yeah it's, it's crazy definitely a weird week in fantasy for sure I don't know all right for so many bye weeks. i don't know it's the only one that's not i think there's one that has there's another one i think that might be but i'm not sure Meanwhile, all right so, rocking it the week 13 Miami's week 13 too. So <laughs> it's not great. All right. Um, so if Latavius Murray, you know, he's dealing with injury. Would you consider starting Devonta Freeman against the Bengals? That's desperation flex. Yeah. I mean, he's likely will see most of the work. I don't believe Taysom Hill is anything relevant at this point, And Bell is just a, a secondary piece. Um, does AJ Dillon intrigue you at all to, to start him? Yes, he does. So at least he had pretty uh, two or three straight weeks with double digit carries. So like, yes, I'd rather start someone like that than a shaky option who gets like shaky like pass catching option that gets like six touches a game. Right, right, right. No, I come on the same page there. I, I like his carries, and if he ever saw, I think two weeks ago he saw four targets and four receptions. It, it could end up being a really decent day for him. And again, they expect him to be ahead in this game, so they're going to use AJ Dillon late in game. Let's see here. Let's see. Naeem Hines, kind of. We talked about him last week, but again, another poor performance. Yeah, you're, are you off even with like Campbell and Hill and possibly missing? 
Because I'm still off. I, I don't really. I'm believe. still off, but like, if this is this is the week, basically, like, if he can't shine here, I don't know what they're doing. I hope Taylor gets those touches too, but can't you can't get them all though, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, let's see here. I mean, uh, there's not many people to talk about here at this point. Uh, let's see. Alex Collins. Do you start Alex Collins if he plays? Oh, you gotta wait probably till tonight or um, tomorrow to get the practice report, though, right? Right, yeah. But if he plays, if he's if he's a go, are you playing him? I'm playing him, yes, because he's just a body who's getting work, and he showed me last week. I know the op the offense isn't anything to be like blown over by, but I'll still take those 15 touches with some okay. passing work. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't it sucks. It's so late, though, because you, you're really riding the pine right there. You really are. I mean, I could mention Mark Ingram right now, and you might be forced to start Mark Ingram, but the matchup's not terrible. I suggested him on the waiver wire, so yeah. like, I'll do it if yeah. I needed to. Yeah, I mean, the the you know the Cardinals do allow rushing yards, maybe not the touchdown portion, but they do allow rushing yards. So, I mean, they want to continue this run-first approach here in Houston. So, I mean, again, again, this is a terrible week for fantasy because of all the buys and that, you know, AJ Dillon is RB 29. Like it's like, it's not great. And these guys are literally like bumped up, like, like I'll say like an average of like 12 spots. Yeah. They really are. They're, they're really high up there now and, and it's not good. So, you know, just lower your expectation this week, just put out there what you can and just hope for the best when it comes to RBs this week. So especially with all the injuries. All right, so let's move over to the wide receivers now. James, who is your wide receiver sleeper this week? I'm feeling Marquez Callaway this week, and he showed us a little something before the bye week that when the New Orleans Saints have to play a game or when they want to feel like throwing, that he could be utilized as a great receiving threat. Like, I know, like, one of his touchdown passes came on a Hail Mary, and those plays are literally, I would say, like, 5%, 95 so you, they don't even work like 5% of the times. But I think with the Seahawks, they have an advantage matchup against that terrible receiving core. And we've seen Deontay Johnson, a vocal point in the Steelers offense, kind of carve him up, 71 yards, nine catches. Uh, Robert Woods, the week prior, same similar, but like, what was it, 12 for 150 or something, like something absurd. Or, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think like he's basically their alpha wide receiver. Michael Thomas isn't playing for a couple more weeks. So I suspect for the saints to be efficient, regardless, I mean, minus Alvin Kamara, because obviously he's going to be utilized. I think Mark Callaway could be in a good day in some delightful form too. So I just like that. I'm feeling right. it. I like it. I like it. I like it for sure. I like his potential. Hopefully he can kind of build off what he was doing like right before their bye week. So, all right, so for me, guys, I went with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, again, it's a tough call here because Brandon Ayuk has basically been. Yeah. Coach Steve playing in the fire this week. Yeah, I kind of am. I mean, the matchup makes sense. The Colts allow the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers this coming season here. Uh, the matchup is good for the quarterback situation with Jimmy G if he plays. And. The Colts' run defense is pretty good, honestly, and I don't think they might end up running the ball as nice as we would want them to. And Brandon Ayuk, hopefully this bye week helped him find a way to grow in this offense here and try to do something with the ball 
and find a way to get the ball in this guy's hand because whatever he went through this offseason and this first six games of the season, he's a talent, and he really much is. And the matchup just makes sense. The Saints, uh, the Saints, the Colts just lost one of their safety for the year as well. So there's just another blow to the secondary that I think they need to take advantage of and air the ball out downfield for once again. There's no George Kittle. It's just Debo Samuels at this point here. And I think Brandon, you can really get things going and really make something of himself. I think it's a, it's a desperate sleeper play as a flex option because it could backfire on you heavily, obviously because what we've seen already, but it could end up being his big blow up game coming back after, uh, after a nice long week being off. So Brandon Ayuk is my sleeper wide receiver. All right, Jib. So uh, wide receiver bust, who do we got here? Who do you low on? What are you not expecting from someone? I'm not expecting the same gravy on top of the mashed potatoes that you've been getting from Jamar Chase as of like this whole year, basically. So I think Jamar Chase is actually going to come down to reality this week going against the Baltimore Ravens, who have been pretty much a stud force defensively after we've been ragging on them for like the first three weeks of the year. Um, statistically, they gave up the seven fewest points to wide receivers and they haven't really allowed that much production to other side so- besides Michael Pittman and that Monday night football game. Besides that, like all the wide receivers have scored less than 10 half PPR points. And I know Joe Burrow, he's been kind of picking it up as of lately, but I expect this to be a dog fest between both teams, low scoring game and, if Jamar Chase doesn't get that deep ball and they kind of contain the, the Ravens defense kind of contains him, I think he could be in a, a tough day because some of the stat lines, as you've seen, like before, like earlier in the year, it's a couple catches and a couple play. touchdowns. So like if they take away the big play, I think they could be in store for, he could be in store for a long day. So those temper your expectations because like, obviously it's week seven. I have no shares of Jamar Chase, but if I did, he'll be starting in that wide receiver one spot. And obviously I'll be, be a little bit worried of the matchup, but yeah, like I think he's going to be in a long day. The Ravens cornerbacks are pretty good. Damn, not a single Jamal Chase. That's sad. I feel bad. Especially Dynasty, man. I got a lot of T. Higgins, though, for some reason. <laughs> well, that, that's someone I thought about putting as my bust because I, I agree basically with everything you say. But uh, I'm going to go another direction here, and it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt me, of course. But it's it's Bob Woods. Uh, the matchup sounds great. I don't have one chair Bob Woods. It's all good. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a great, it sounds like a great match because it's Detroit Lions. But I really believe, like Jim mentioned before with Sony Michelle, this is one of the worst. This is the worst run defense in the NFL right now. And Henderson and Sony are going to eat on the ground. Yes, I know this is Matthew Stafford's revenge game or whatever game you want to call it against the Detroit Lions. But Bob Woods has only seen six targets, over six targets, just once over the last four weeks. It's kind of hard to trust him. And if this team gets up like they did against the Giants last week, there's really no reason for Matthew Stafford to air the ball out unless he just wants to be a huge dick to, to the Lions and say, here, here's 40 points for me. This is what I could do with a good team around me. Again, they left on good terms, so hopefully he did. possibly he doesn't do that. But for me, Bob Woods, it, it's, a, it, it's a guy you might want to lower expectation on because you might have been like, ah, oh, this sucks. But, oh, he's got the Lions this week. That's a great matchup. It's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. But – it might be something that you we've seen kind of all season where he ends up as a wide receiver three than an actual high end wide receiver two or one. So that's for me with Bob, unfortunately. 
But we have some more players to talk about, and these fringe-type guys here at this point. But do you start Robbie Anderson this week against the Giants, Jibs? I'm not. I'm not. I cannot trust him. He's one of the worst. Uh, he's got one of the worst catch rates this season in the NFL. He could no give way. me one good week, and I'm still not starting him. <laughs> yeah, that last week you could not trust that whatsoever. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you start any of the Lions? Do you start Amon St. Brown at all? Or is that going too deep for you? I don't think it's not that deep. I, I'll give him some uh... – I'll flex them if I really need to, like in a four, like a three wide receiver league. It's possible that it works. He's someone who catches the ball close to the line of scrimmage, and that's the one place I think the Rams can be beat is Ooh. underneath. But to the contrary opinion, the coaching staff, this or I guess Dan Campbell being like, "Hey, bud, you need to throw downfield." Does that kind of take him away? Like, but or maybe they work him downfield more. It could be advantage as well. Awesome. It's possible, but I mean, Jared Goff's done two picks on Sunday for sure if he does that. Uh, let's see. Do you start all of the Cardinals wide receivers not named DeAndre Hopkins? I'm starting AJ Green as a flex, dependable flex, one I feel good about. Yeah, he, he should be fine. Kirk Cousins, no, Kirk Cousins, Christian Kirk, I, I'd be more willing to start too. Uh, Ronda Mall, probably not. I, I just can't trust that, that he's playing such low snap count. Uh, do you play the New England Patriots wide receivers like Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar? Do you play these guys? I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers and PPR. I'll play them just to get that uh, floor, like 10 points or so. Right. And then after that, I'm going Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Nelson Bourne. who? <laughs> this is true. He's not done anything this season. Nelson, uh, Kendrick Bourne at least got a couple of big plays. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not really starting these guys if I don't have to. Even Jacoby Myers has just had, is he ever going to score a touchdown in his career? Who oh, hell? I is? can't wait. If, when he yeah. scores it, okay. he must have like bad, like bad nods to score a touchdown too. He's probably like, give me money. It's probably. I mean, I think if someone said on Twitter that he only needs like 82 more yards to have the like, all time record of most yards in a career without a touchdown. I'll keep uh, dropping so. the ball. Yeah, <laughs> get the record. Miko um, Harmon, do you start Miko yeah. Harmon? Flex, yeah. good flex. Flex. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's weird with like the um, the Chiefs injury report. Like so, no practice. Nicole, today. Yeah, no yeah. practice for Tyreek Hill, but he didn't practice pretty much last week and played. And then Kelsey's got a little issue too. So like, I think yeah, like the. Usage has fluctuated between the last two weeks, but I think with those guys being hurt, it could be like something. It could be something there, but I don't think like it's going to be a blow-up game. Yeah, man, I kind of agree with you, honestly. Um, I mean, if anything, Brian Pringle or uh, Demarcus Robinson are definitely nice deep sleepers this week because I feel like they end up having to get the actual like touchdowns that we won from Michael Harmon. So uh, yeah. those are the options. Too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah, what about Russell Gage? Your boy Russell Gage, finally healthy, off the injury report. No. You start him. No, I'm not starting him. You're not starting him. I would consider it in a flex situation if you're looking for an upside play. I mean... Calvin really can't get right. I can't trust Russell Gage to get right in the offense either. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, Let's see here. One more situation here. Do you start the Raiders wide receivers first, the Eagles? Yes, I was uh, yeah. Hunter Renfro, and I will flex 
our boy, Mr. Henry Ruggs. I like Henry Ruggs this season. He's been playing really well. But uh, I'm on the page of both of them for sure. I like them. So, All right, all right. So let's head over to our last topic of the evening here. And, of course, we kind of all know where we're heading to now, guys. It's the tight ends. Jibs, who's your sleeper tight end this week? I'm not even prepared for this. I feel like like we should just give like two sleepers a week. Just forget about the bus because like Titans bust a lot anyway. But um, mm, I'm going to go with Cole Komet. Okay. Even though we're not feeling that Bears offense, but Tampa Bay does give up some yardage to tight ends this year. And we did see Cole Komet have like his finest game of the year, even though it was kind of mediocre. He was involved with four catches and 49 yards but hey that's a step in the right direction getting in um some good uh, reps with justin Fields starting so i think he could be a sleeper for you just because tampa bay is an advantage advantageous matchup because they can't run on them so i think cool Komet could get utilized because other than that like i'm trusting mooney as like a good flex option and Obviously, Robinson, but like, you don't know what you're getting out of those guys. So you got to like kind of beat them somewhere else, even though the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cornerbacks are injured. It's like 49ers of this year. True, true, true. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, – I was my guy too. I, I kind of had him as my three <laughs> as well. I got another one too. Uh, if I go a little deep, I guess Anthony Fersker. They do play the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Julio oh, has not been practicing this week. And Kansas City allows the most tight most yards to tight ends this year. And, you know, if who goes out, Frisker could end up seeing a, maybe an expanded role. He hasn't really done that much. The guy we kind of liked as a sleeper this offseason, but there's still room for hope. He's had nine targets over the last two weeks. Yet just minimal yardage. But maybe this is the week where the Titans need to throw the ball. Again, we talked about that last week. They need to throw the ball, but they have Derrick Henry. But uh, they they might end up needing to throw the ball actually for once, maybe, and maybe Anthony Fersker can like, sneak in a touchdown for you this week. So he's my sleeper. And deeper sleeper will be CJ Uzama for the Bengals. I know he's not really involved in the offense now that their wide receivers gotten a little bit healthier, but the Ravens do give up some points to tight ends. It's kind of um, inflated due to the first, second week, but still you could probably expect a stat line around 40 yards and a couple catches, three catches for 40 yards. Like it's not bad for like you just happen to start him on the fly. And I feel like if you're on that last minute ad, Try him out. I like it. He's actually oh, tight end 14, 15 this week. That's how bad so many tight ends are out this week. He's so so high up there. Uh, Unbelievable. I, I like that one a lot too. Uh, so you're not going to give a tight end bust then? No, I'm not giving a bust. We'll give a tight end bust then. I, I will stick to the script here and I will give a tight end bust. And if you've been liking Mo Ali Cox the last three weeks because he's been giving you good fantasy numbers. This is not the week to play them. The 49ers are the fourth best first tight ends. And after week one, uh, when Dallas Goddard and, and company, you know, ripped them. No, they didn't play. No. Who did they play week one? Oh, man, I can't think now. Who? Did, oh, the Lions. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, ever since TJ Hawkinson played them, they have allowed no more than 30 yards to a tight end. And, you know, we talked about, you know, them have, losing weapons there, but, you know, Molly Cox only had like one catch last week and he happened to catch a touchdown. So I can't trust him on a weekly basis, but this is not the matchup for him. So if you're looking to start him, you might want to look elsewhere. Like guys, we kind of mentioned as sleepers this week. 
All right. Oh, you want a bus? You want a bus? Sure, sure. Oh, dude, whoever the Houston Texans are starting at tight end, that's a bus. <laughs> yeah, don't start Jordan Aikens, guys. Or, uh, okay. or Brown, whatever his name is. Definitely don't start these guys. <laughs> but, uh, guys, that's going to actually wrap up our show today. We actually got it done. Nice 35 minutes today. Loving that. Give you guys a bunch of players to talk about. Hopefully, these are guys that you helped kind of make your decision a little bit easier for you this week. And, you know, we appreciate you guys for listening in. As always, please go check out our website, www.thefantasycoach.com. Uh, we got a couple things popping up over there. You know, we have a bi week, uh, uh, week seven, uh, buy low, sell high article that's up there right now. You know, our rankings, they should be up there right now. Uh, and, you know, we're popping things out here and there every once in a while. So keep us updated. And we always have our podcast at least Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, we've kind of been a little quiet on the Tuesdays and Wednesday shows, but they will be back. Uh, hopefully next week we had some things go down and uh, personal reasons that we couldn't get them this past week. But, you know, we're going to get back to our four shows a week for you guys to give you guys as much content as possible. And, you know, tune in till then, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Thank you guys for listening. I almost forgot the ending there. Hold, hold on, hold on. We're not out yet, guys. Uh, thank you, Andre. <laughs> <I'll take Andrew. laughs> Coach Stephen P and the and Coaches Fantasy on Twitter, guys. Follow all three of our accounts. Hit us up on Sundays because we will help you guys make your start and sit decisions a little bit easier. So this time for real, guys. Thanks for listening and have a good one. Let's go, fan. The bag is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock cans. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up. Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing that go.